0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Education in Focus, powered by Chalkboard News. I'm Dan McCaleb, Vice President of News and Content at the Franklin News Foundation publisher of Chalkboard. Chalkboard is a news website dedicated to issues related to K-12 education. Joining me today is Brendan Clary, Chalkboard's K-12 editor. Brendan, since this is our inaugural education in focus, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and Chalkboard, the news site that will be driving our conversations every week.
1: Yes, of course. I am a Hillsdale College graduate. I've been in journalism for five years now. This is a great opportunity to advance the conversation about education topics, you know, funding, different trends that are sweeping the nation, and be able to talk about it in a nuanced way with folks across the aisle on different sides of, of a topic and really just energize the conversation around what happens in classrooms
0: every day. So the focus of Chalkboard News is essentially to to help parents, not just parents, but those involved in K-12 education, including parents and maybe even some students, understand what's going on about how tax dollars are spent in education-related issues, how students are performing in schools, some of the curriculum issues that are coming up, some of the new social-type curriculum issues that have come up.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. The, you know, return on investment for the taxpayer money that's going towards student proficiency and understanding different subjects, how they do on tests. Are they ready to go into the world at large to go to college? And, you know, what different kinds of education options are there? Then, yeah, these larger trends, sort of these cultural battles that take place about what's going on in the classroom in terms of curriculum, in terms of critical race theory, comprehensive sex ed, just these bigger cultural questions that have been talked about for a long time. but continue to be
0: talked about. And what do we teach our children in the class every day? Well, thank you for that, uh, Brendan. I look forward to seeing what you do with Chalkboard. But why don't we jump into our first topic of conversation? And that has to do with the use of artificial intelligence and AI programs such as ChatGPT in schools. Brendan, for an old guy like me and others like me who might not know that much about ChatGPT, why don't you explain what that is, how it's being used by students, and why at least some parents are concerned about it?
1: Yeah, sure. So ChatGPT is sort of this revolutionary artificial intelligence program that I believe started making the rounds last year and it gained a lot of popularity in, the, in what it's able to do. So you can give ChatGPT a prompt, like a simple command, like write me a story about ducks going to the park with a moral in it. And ChatGPT which is trained on it's called a large language model can give you something that is to the specifications that you've asked for. So it would be able to write a story based on what it knows and what it thinks you want using billions of words of text or trillions of words of text however large that language model is they they basically took tons of information publicly available on the internet and scraped the internet and public websites for content and then they can then chat gpt can pull on it and basically write you something that it thinks that you want based on what you've given it which is very helpful if you want to write a quick story but it also is very helpful let's say if you're a student and your teacher says i want you to write me an essay about Hamlet and then you say you give ChatGPT the prompt that your teacher gave you and then next thing you know ChatGPT has written your 800 word essay with the different arguments that you might have given it and prompted it to talk about the assignment that your teacher gave you
0: I can understand why parents then would be concerned. Is It's essentially a tool that, in some instances anyway, allows students to not necessarily do the work you use the reference to Hamlet, not even have to read. Right.
1: And if there was an assignment, let's say a digital assignment, where you copy and paste your Google Doc into... A, a field for your assignment, or like a short essay, you know, you say, I need 400 words on what Hamlet is doing with his deliberation or something. And so yeah, you don't even have to read the play. And, and it sounds like you did. And you can maybe go through it and try to tweak your own words. And so you can get a lot of text basically for no effort at all or very minimal effort. And that has a lot of educators worried, right? How do you check for this? And the, the thing is, too, the scary thing is this isn't something that you can immediately tell. And th- that's the crazy part. Like if you google what ChatGPT gives you it doesn't show up as something that is is out there necessarily because it is kind of synthesizing in a way of of all the different information that's out there and giving you something that is sort of wholly new but made out of the bits that it's picked up around the source text that it has quick side question for
0: you brendan have you read hamlet and do you i be, have read hamlet you you have okay I yeah. was say, my next question was going to be do you blame students for like using something like this <laughs> if they have, to, if they get assigned to read Hamlet. Yeah. I and mean, if you if you're assigned to read Hamlet, you should
1: really lean into it because it's it's well worth the effort. But there is effort there. Right. And so like that's sort of the the issues. How can you blame students for trying to do something and do this? And I guess like that's like some people that I've seen have said, you know, we this is going to be part of our, our society and our culture. So we need to be teaching students how to live with this instead of not using it. Now, there have been some school districts that have banned the use of AI, the New York Public School District. They they have outlawed it. I don't think that there's any rules about that. And that's a you know that i mentioned that in my piece they the the department of education in new york city has banned chat gbt on all school owned networks and devices and some other like the los angeles unified school district has also done that and detroit public schools are also updating their policy to reflect that you can't use it without the express permission of a teacher so yeah i i see where you're coming from like you know there's some of these things that would it would it be helpful to have somebody else write that 400 word you know, do your homework for you sort of thing. And I guess there are some people who fall on that camp of, you know, we should be teaching students how to live with this instead of don't use this at all. Like, how do you use this in college and for the rest of your life? And well, we just have to kind of start over in terms of how we teach kids about writing and, and thinking about these things. So it's sort of like a brave new world kind of paradigm shift.
0: Fascinating topic. And one certainly that I didn't have to worry about in my uh, my school days or even... Oh, me neither. Even in my, you know, my both, I have two children who went through the local school system here. They're both high school graduates now. They're both off in college. But even when they were in school, this was not a thing that I, as a parent, had to worry about. But you're right, as as technology advances something like this, it's something that parents and teachers are going to need to pay more attention to.
1: Sure. And the recent poll that I wrote about, it asked parents, do your kids use ChatGPT for school? And 26% of parents said, yes, I, I know that my kids use chat GPT for school. But 50% of students said that they use chat GPT for school. So that means there's about half of these parents there, you know, their kids are using chat GPT for school, but they don't know about it. And There is concern that this could cause harm. And the interesting thing I thought was that students agreed that this could have benefits, but it also could be a cause for concern. 84% of students agreed that this could bring potential benefits, but it also could cause harm. And that was more than the parents. 82% of parents said... This could have benefits and also cause harm. So I, I think students are also seeing this and saying, you know, what is going to happen? And also for themselves, too. They, there are 51% of students say that they limit AI use until there's kind of rules around it. Like they see that this this new technology is disruptive and possibly even so for themselves, which is interesting. And
0: 61% of parents said that they would want rules in place in their schools. Interesting stuff, Brendan. Thank you for educating me on this developing technology and how it's impacting students, parents, teachers, and schools in general. But that is all the time we have. Listeners can keep up with this story and all our stories related to K-12 through education at the Chalkboard News site. For Brendan Clary, I am Dan McCaleb. Please subscribe and thank you for listening.